Welcome to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. We're giving out prescriptions for better financial health and making smart decisions with your money. We give common sense solutions to your complex problems. And now, here are the doctors. Well, John Fall is finally here. We got a little rain, some cooler weather. We got some great football. We got some wins. We got some wins. Fall has finally turned uh, kind to the uh, southeast here. Yeah, yeah, the Gamecocks. I mean, that was an unbelievable win. Pretty poor, incredible. Poor Georgia fans. I mean, I feel bad for them, but but they still they can still get in. They have a chance. There's no they doubt. Can they can get in if they win out their season. They're still in the playoffs. I will bet. Um, yeah, because they're just that good and they got a hard schedule. But. Um, you know, uh, the Gamecocks pulled off the miracle. That was, yeah, they were, you know, 21 point, 22 point favorites. And uh, what a great game. It was back and forth. Uh, Clemson had a good weekend. Yeah. Uh, Carolina plays Florida. Uh, yeah. Carolina's got like Very the difficult. same SEC schedule going forward. Yeah. And they, they could. They could be in for some butt kickings going forward. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully it's uh, the line's only seven points, so we'll see. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, pretty exciting time. That's, that's pretty exciting. They yeah, could do it again. Win. They could do it again. Possibly. That's that's pretty awesome. And Clemson is uh, at Louisville. At Louisville, so that could be a tough game. But they they put it to uh, Florida State last weekend. So that was <laughs> nice to see. Yes, so, yes. Hey, things are right again in the world. <laughs> things are all good. That's, we got some rain. That's nice. Yeah, you know, we did. Weather's turned turned good. It so. just turned good. Turned good. Speaking of good, we got some good good uh, topics for you here. We have: Are you retiring in the next five years? Well, these are the things you need to be focused on. You need to stick the landing. If you're within five years of retirement, yeah, five years is that uh, that glide path that you want to start looking at income and you know what you're going to do in retirement, and um, it's a long enough runway that you can uh, make some changes and and do some planning to to make sure it's going to be smooth. That's right, and then we're going to follow that up with the top money wasters. Um, you know, these are the things that that surveys say Americans waste a lot of money on, and so these are the things you can kind of look at in your own situation and say. You know, am I a victim of this? Am I wasting a lot of money on these things? There might be some easy ways for you to to pick up those dollars yeah. and start funding your Roth or something yeah. more consistently. I didn't, I didn't so. see golf on there. No, of course not. That would not golf, be a waste. Yes, never a waste. Okay. Never, Just ever a waste. That. I, I took that one out, John. Sorry. Just making uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that, though. Um, by the way, I am Steve Marbert. I'm a certified financial planner and a Dave Ramsey Smart Investor Pro with over 24 years experience in providing financial planning and investment advice. And I'm John Travis, also a Dave Ramsey Smart Investor Pro. I have an MBA in finance and have been helping corporations and individuals with planning for over 27 years. And we're excited to have you listen to us today on our weekly show. Our podcast are up every Friday afternoon. Yeah, check out our website, moneymd.net. We have a link to the podcast. Also, a lot of other videos and some really cool tools that we have out there, calculators and some sheets, some data sheets uh, for you to document your um, your assets and uh, uh, other important information for your heirs. It's out there on the website. Um, we also have a Facebook, MoneyMD. We put a, a weekly post out there, so go check that out. Yeah, and you can uh, email us. We'd love to hear from you. Email us directly at info at moneymd.net. We're going to start off here with our financial fact of the week. Yeah, so there's obviously uh, continues to be uh, political uh, fighting. We hear about impeachment. You know, what are the markets going to do? Uh, we basically have two data points. Uh, Richard Nixon, you know, he has actually resigned back in 1974 uh, before he was impeached. Um, right. And the S&P 500 gained about 6%. And then uh, Bill Clinton, um, you know, was impeached by just the House back in 1998, and the S&P 500 gained close to 20%. So 
I guess you can draw a conclusion from that, that if um, if Trump is impeached, that the markets will go up, right? Maybe so. Two you data know? points. I mean, That's a lot. Two data. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, not very good much any data points. Pretty insignificant. Yeah. You know, I mean, but yeah, the year following those resi- those, those impeachments and resignation in Nixon's case um, – we're good, pretty good, pretty much, yeah. or decent in the stock market. They were not down. So the point is, it, 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 the market is not driven by these political things. The market is driven by the economy and by growth of earnings for companies. Yeah, all that's and, noise. Uh, all the impeachment stuff is noise. That's what drives the stock market, um, you know, and is the economy. So, uh, so yeah, these, are just as, these political events are just noise. Don't base your investments on what's going on in politics. Um, that's really the moral of the story here, yes. but great fact of the week. And that leads us up here to our first topic. And that is, are you getting ready to retire in the next five years? Are you going to be able to stick the landing? Yeah, that's right. And you can prepare for this retirement transition. Uh, you know, if you have five years, you've, you've got a chance to kind of practice it. So, you know, you can do your best to avoid, you know, the kind of financial surprises that, that tend to up, upset, you know, folks that have not done this planning. And so one of the, you know, big questions is, is how much income are you going to need? So, you know, obviously that starts with looking at your monthly expenses and adding them up. Um, you got to look at trips and, you know, your, your, your things that you want to do in retirement. And you may end up living on less, which may be acceptable as your monthly expenses may, may decline. So if your retirement income strategy was conceived a few years ago, uh, you know, revisit to see if it needs um, adjusting. And then you can actually, you know, practice on living on this new income for a couple of months or even a year before you retire to see, hey, if you're making 100000 now and your income is going to be seventy in retirement, is that really going to be enough to, to live on and, and test it out? And if it's not, then you can make some adjustments and maybe work for another six months to a year to build those, you know, savings up. Also, you know, don't take Social Security and let that increase as well. Yeah, that's good. Um, you know, another question here is, you know, should you try to go toward a Roth? Um, you know, many pre-retirees have amassed a lot of savings in tax-deferred investments like 401ks, 403b plans, and, and regular IRAs. Distributions from those counts, though, are going to be taxes or income. So that makes the reality of this that, you know, some of them have to – you kind of have to weigh the pros and cons – of do you need some Roth money in addition to those assets, um, you know, and what are the trade-offs? Because if all you have are in pre-tax retirement accounts uh, when you get to retirement, then you really can't control your tax situation. You're kind of locked into increasing your taxes every time you take money out. So if you need money for, you know, a vacation or a new car or to take a trip or something like that, um, you're going to, you could potentially could push yourself into a higher tax bracket. So, you need to look at that situation, and and you need to possibly start building up some money in a Roth so that you have some control of your tax situation. You have some options and some flexibility when you get to retirement. That's that's the point here. Yeah, Roth is a is a big question, and another big question, Steve, is um, should you downsize or maybe relocate? So you know there are some states that have no income uh, taxes, um, so that may lower your your tax burden. Also, moving into a smaller home may reduce your monthly expenses. So in a perfect world, uh, you would retire without any mortgage debt at all. So that's always one of our, our goals, folks going into retirement. And if you're still you know, paying on your home loan in retirement, you got to realize that your monthly income might be lower um, as, as you do so because some of that income is going towards the, the mortgage. So you may want to investigate a uh, you know, refinance or figure out how you can put additional monies towards that mortgage 
to pay it off or maybe even move. I mean, we do see people downsizing, but understanding right. where mm-hmm. you're going to be in retirement is a very key uh, aspect. Another one, question that we have is, you know, how conservative should you be? And and even if your retirement savings is substantial, you know, having some growth, um, you know, investing in the market gives your portfolio the potential to keep pace with or keep ahead of rising consumer prices. And, you know, gradual inflation has a capability really to erode purchasing power over time. So about a 3% inflation rate of something that costs, you know, $10,000 today will be more than about $24,000 out in the uh, 2045 to 2047 timeframe. So inflation, you know, it makes a big impact when you start looking at it over many, many years. Yeah, and then planning for retirement, you also need to be building savings so that you have some substantial savings when you get there um, to kind of mitigate, you know, the the unexpected things that happen. Um, and a top priority is going to be generating consistent, sufficient income when you're in retirement. So with that in mind, um, you know, your portfolio assets may need to be adjusted and reallocated over time to have some more risk-adverse investments in there to provide income for the years in retirement, um, to have a place to take money out when markets are down. Uh, so you need to be mindful of the, the, the risk level in your portfolio. And it, it probably needs to get a little more conservative as you near retirement. And you need to build up that retirement, that, that savings, the, yeah. the emergency fund. <clears throat> yeah. So another question is, is, um, you know, what are you going to do when you do retire? You know, um, Ron Blue has a neat saying that says, instead of retiring from something, you have to retire to something. And so those people that wrap up their careers without much of an idea of what their day-to-day life is going to be, uh, it's a big question. you got to figure that out. Some people, you know, picture endless Saturdays. Uh, others wonder if they'll lose their, their sense of purpose and self when they walk away from work. So remember that retirement is a beginning. So you got to ask yourself, you know, what would you like to begin doing? And you got to figure this out before you pull that, uh, that trigger on the retirement. So think about how to structure your days. Um, you know, how is your day-to-day life um, going to change for the better once you have the gift of more free time? So it's really two decisions. You got, you've got you got the financial decision, can I retire? And, you know, that's pretty easy going through some, some math. But then you have to figure out what are you going to retire to? What are you going to do with all those hours? That's right. And many retirement retirees find that their expenses out the gate in retirement are larger than they anticipated. You know, there's more travel and leisure maybe. Um, that means more money being spent. And even even if not, you know, I mean, a business owner, a professional, they want their retirement, you know, to be enjoyable. They don't want to be pinching pennies in retirement. So if you want to live it up a little bit and uh, yet you're worried about drawing down your retirement savings too fast, consider slimming your transportation costs, your car gasoline expenses, um, you know, and maybe just consider living off of maybe, you know, with one car, Um or no car, and that then if it you know your situation warrants and you live in an urban area, you know landscaping costs, other monthly costs that you know can amount to uh, discretionary spending. Um, you can kind of pare those down. So you got to mm. look at your budget and start trimming things down to yeah, what's match, important. match your retirement income. Prioritize exactly. Yeah, another big you know question that people have is is medical, and um, so you know what kind of health insurance do you have right now? And if so, if your company sponsors a group health plan. Uh, you may as well get the most out of it before you leave the office and retire. So that means doctor, dentist, you know, uh, optometrist and so forth and, and making sure you're healthy going into retirement. And, you know, if you retire prior to age 65, Medicare is not going to be there for you. So you got to figure out what those options look like. That's a big question. 
I know that we, we talk to folks before they retire, they have to have that figured out as well. Absolutely. Before 65, you've got to understand the medical. It's very expensive. There are some options out there, but you got to understand what that's going to look like because that really impacts the cost. That's right. Yeah. And even if you're 65 or older um, and you're on Medicare, you know, it's not necessarily a panacea that, that you know, takes care of everything. Um, your out-of-pocket cost with healthcare expenses could be substantial with Medicare in place. So you may want to have a Medicare supplement to take care of those out-of-pocket costs. Also, long-term care is another big consideration. So, you know, if you think you or your spouse are going to need long-term care, um, you got to look at that as well. And you got to figure out if you're going to fund that out of existing assets or some form of long-term care insurance. So those are really big considerations in retirement that you need to pay attention to. Yeah, so your retirement strategy certainly uh, uh, you know, take time to get a you know, second, second look at it as you go into retirement. You know, five years out is a really good window to start looking at that. Uh, as you go and get closer to that, you can make some adjustments and tweak it and so forth. But these, these are the questions, the income, the medical, you know, what are you going to do and so forth that you have to have answered going into retirement. I know we spend a lot of time with uh, with our, our folks on helping to answer those type of questions. So, um, you know, th- that's the list. Yeah, good list. All right. And that brings us up here to our next item, and that is the question of the week. Yeah, th- this <clears throat> question we, we, we do get, you know, frequently, unfortunately, but it's, um, I was just divorced, uh, never handled our money, so don't really know where to go or what to do. Any suggestions? And yeah, this is difficult when you've had one spouse yep. that has managed and handled the ins and the outs associated with it, uh, and then it's all of a sudden just dumped in your lap, and you don't know what to do. So the, I guess the first step would be just start gathering data. You know, um, you know, assets, liabilities. What do you owe? Um, you know, gather statements as they come through. Um, you know, figure out Social Security by going to SSA.gov um, and start building a budget of income and expenses. So it's going to take three to six months to do all of this. So it's not an overnight type process, but all you can do is document it. And then if you're not good at numbers, go get some help from a financial advisor or a friend or go to a Dave Ramsey class or something. There's a lot of resources out there, but um, it's just difficult. Yeah. I'd try to get some support for sure. Um, You know, you want to get a trusted friend or advisor or somebody to, uh, you know, kind of look over your shoulder and help you figure out, you know, what you need to be paying attention to. But but budgeting is going to be very, very important. Understanding where your expenses are going, how much income you have to support those expenses, that's going to be the first step. <clears throat> so you're really going to have to get a grip on that. And, yeah, going to a Financial Peace University class, mm-hmm. a Dave Ramsey class, might be a, a, a perfect first step in getting yeah, your arms around that. So uh, good question of the week. And that leads up here to our next topic, and that is the top money wasters. Um, well, John, um, this is, this is an article out of Motley Fool, um, Christy Berber, uh, Bieber here recently. And, uh, but you know, one of the big reasons though, um, your money is not going far as you, you may want it to or need it to is probably cause you're wasting some of it. <laughs> you know, I mean, let's be honest, the vast majority of Americans, um, they're, they're throwing away money and, uh, and we admit it too. And th- this is based on a survey of 2000 Americans conducted by, uh, Loom and, um, you know, the respondents. So these are, these are things that, that the, the, these people, uh, believe they're wasting money on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so this is from their perception, not necessarily from hard data, 
But it's interesting because these are the things that, and there's two categories here. We're going to talk about the things that people are willing to reduce their expending on, their top 10 things, and the top 10 things that people don't want to give up. Yeah. You know? And golf didn't even show up on there because you took it off, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. That says more. I don't even want to talk about golf. I mean, <laughs> much right. less give it up, John. So <laughs> that's definitely not on the list. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so this is out of this survey, and uh and so it's pretty interesting. I mean, the good news is you don't have to give up the wasted spending that you enjoy to make a difference in your financial life. I mean, there are a lot of items here and, um, you know, you can you can be a uh, you can spend smarter, reduce your waste. You can still end up with more cash on hand by understanding where your money's going and perhaps making a few simple shifts in the way that you're splurging on these wasteful items. Yeah, and so um, so these are the top wasteful items Americans said they are willing to reduce. And interesting, about uh, 17% of the survey respondents said they weren't wasteful at all. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so okay. A few of them that think they're really okay. And well, there good. probably are some people. Maybe. I mean, there are definitely that watch every penny. Sure, sure. But uh, we run into a few of those, yeah. but it's it's rare. Yeah, the majority of respondents certainly were willing to acknowledge that they're blowing their cash on certain items and could certainly make changes. And these are the biggest things that, you know, most often people know that they're they're wasting their money on, they're willing to change. And of course, some of the biggest money pits we see are the ones that people don't even realize. So the top money wasters that Americans said they are willing to reduce is, drum roll please, eating out. Eating out. <clears throat> Almost 70% of survey respondents said they wasted cash on dining out. Yeah, that's that, a no-brainer. I mean, well, yeah, that they complete that. That would yeah. be the first thing that comes to most people's Absolutely. minds. Absolutely, and a lot of people don't know how much they're spending unless you're doing a budget. You don't. You don't. It really is yeah. surprising. <clears throat> it can be a lot. Second one here on the list is alcohol or drinking. Over a quarter of respondents, about twenty-five percent, indicated their spending on alcohol or drink drinking was wasteful. Men more than women reported wasting cash on alcoholic beverages. So that was the second. Yeah, I think most people would consider that a vice, you know, yeah. that they're definitely, you know, blowing a lot of money on it when if they go out drinking per se, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so that's kind of obvious too. Um, and then, you know, the next one here is pretty obvious, and that's credit card interest. You know, if you're running a balance on your credit card, um, almost 20% of people indicated they were wasting cash on credit card interest. Uh, obviously, they're running a balance. And the baby boomers, we're more concerned about this source than the millennials were. So <clears throat> there you go. Clothing's another one. Almost 14% of respondents said dollars spent on clothing were being wasted with more women than men reporting wasteful wardrobe spending. <laughs> that makes sense. Electricity, about 12% said they admitted spending, uh, wasting a lot of money on electric electricity. And I suspect your house and Ryan's house probably. You yeah. Know, yeah. You're, we're you all like it really cold Absolutely, in your house, yeah. right? There's a lot of... A lot, a lot of, of power going, going on, on that on that, uh, that air conditioner be run in January. <laughs> um, you know, clothes is another popular one. <clears throat> About fourteen percent of respondents said spending money on clothes yeah. was a waste. Of, I've already you talked just, about yeah, that. Sorry, you trying to make a point here? Yeah, <laughs> double that one up. <laughs> cigarettes, okay, that's obvious. If you're smoking cigarettes, uh, you're wasting money because you shouldn't be doing it anyway because you're killing yourself in addition to wasting money. About eleven percent said that. Um, uh, heating, air conditioning, uh, we we just talked about that, but it's about 10%, yeah. kind of falls under electricity. Unreturned <laughs> items, yeah, that's always painful. When you get something, you think you should return it and yeah. you don't do it. Yep. I do that occasionally. About 9% of people say they waste money on that. Um, buy stuff over the internet and then won't send it back when it's not exactly right. <clears throat> um, convenience packaging, 
Um, they pay a premium for conveniently packaged products, and they acknowledge that it's wasteful. 7% of respondents said that. Hmm. I, I, don't even, I can't relate to that. I yeah, don't understand I don't what that is. Yeah. Then lottery or gambling. Okay, if you're doing this, you're obviously wasting money. 7%. So they wasted Somebody money. Somebody has to win there, right? Gambling expenses. And that's the reason? The one, the one, the win. one winner out of a million. Or well, one out of 140 he, million. He, he said, no, I'm not wasting money on that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, you know, for some of these wasted expenditures, the best option really is to go cold turkey. And, you know, giving up cigarettes, for example, could certainly extend your life and reduce your health care costs and save you hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of your, your lifetime. Other habits like eating out aren't quite as dangerous, um, but you can certainly reduce costs where you're, you're getting, you know, to enjoy going out. Um, you know, you can actually, during the holidays, you know, a lot of these restaurants that if you buy $100 in gift cards, they'll give you uh, $25 for free. So uh, restaurant.com is a place to go check out. I know you can do that at Kroger as well, and also get some fuel points, right? Exactly. We did that one yep. as well. Yep. So go to, go for a late lunch, you know, uh, split appetizers instead of dinners and so forth. So just being conscious of some of these wasteful habits, you can save money. And for you cold nature guys that really like the thermostat turned down to like 68 yeah. all the time, mm-hmm. um, a programmable thermostat, John, would be a great idea yeah. in your house. I'm, we, I'm sure you have one of those. We do. But better yet, you know, one that's controlled by your, uh, you know, like one phone. of those nests, one of them mm-hmm. controlled by your phone. Yep, yep. Um, that's really helpful, too. In fact, I got one at home that sends me a report once a month, tells me what my yeah. electric bill was, how much it ran yep. compared to the previous year. Maybe we need to get that here, and I can just sit from my office and, you know, crank it down. No, no, I'm not giving you control of any air conditioner, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of my savings plan to leave you out of control. <laughs> All right. Get a fan. Yeah. Um, so, um, but, you know, uh, shopping sales, uh, thrift stores that allow you to cut clothing costs um, while still maintaining an awesome wardrobe. Um, you know, credit card interest can be slashed by using the balance transfer to lower your interest, but ideally just pay. Or the, use a debit pay, card. Yeah, just use a debit card. <laughs> pay the thing of off. That's the key there. Yeah. Um, you know, so, I mean, those aren't drastic changes, but they can really add up over time yeah. to save you a lot of money. So those were the things that that people said that they were that they knew they were wasting money on, and they were willing to change. These are the things people don't want to give up, John. Um, that first so, one's odd. Yeah, well, we're gonna get there, you know. So I mean, these are ones. These are the top ten money wasters. People were willing to work. They were not willing to work on. So. Here we go. Yeah, it is odd. Uneaten or expired food. I mean, why wouldn't you want to get, I mean, what, you know, we, we struggle with that and, and we try to watch it and so forth. We end up, because we only have two people in the house now, yeah. throwing away like jars of pickles or whatever, you know? Yeah, but you know, whenever they have an expiration date on it, um, I mean, this is why I wouldn't be on that list because I eat that stuff. Okay. I, I'll start bringing it into work. <laughs> you know, it I'm, expir- I'm just not that sensitive to it. I never get sick, you know, not not on the stomach. Okay. You know, I, stomach. Know where, I know where I can give it to. So I just like, you All know, right. if it's still good, I'll smell it. If it smells good, I'm going to eat it, man. I mean, I'm not throwing that away. Come on. All right, it's but yeah, thirty two percent. So they waste money <clears throat> on uh, on expired food. Um, Grocery, and they're not willing to change that. Grocery items, 25% waste money on groceries. Um, sure, I mean, they go shop at, you know, uh, fresh market, you know, places that are expensive. Yeah. Um, you know, Kroger, uh, as opposed to Walmart or Aldi. Aldi's, right. Um, hobbies and activities, 23% waste cash on hobbies. Uh, with millennials more likely to report wasted money in this area 
than non-millennials. But not golf, John. That is not one of the items. Did it because say not golf? That's right. It does because it's actually like a health-related expense oh, and that, a mental health as well. Is that how you justify it? Absolutely. Okay. It's not. It's not a waste. Hey, as long activity. as you justify it in your budget, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Another one here is entertainment. Twenty-three percent waste uh, money on entertainment. Millennials were dis- disproportionately uh, higher in that uh, percentage. Streaming services, about 19%. So they waste money on that. Cable or digital TV, about 18%. Um, so, yeah, and they but they're not willing to change, right? People are not willing <laughs> to change this. These are like the things that, you know, I they're mean... They're just paying for. They're just paying for no matter what, you know? I mean, cell phone bills, people are not getting rid of their iPhone. You can forget that, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. But you actually, you could save a lot of money just by changing your plan. Mm-hmm. You just need to price your plan and make yep. sure you're getting all the... You know, getting what you, the best deal. Um, tech gadgets, fifteen percent. So they wasted money on tech project <clears throat> products. You know, I, I'm one of those people. I love technology. You know, I have a million little. Well, I have a lot of little cameras and things and gadgets. Um, car costs or gas, automobile expenditures uh, weren't seen as wasteful spending by fifteen percent. They were seen by mm-hmm. by fifteen percent of respondents. Um, so driving too much, I guess. And uh, then bottled water, 11% say that they waste money on bottled water. You know what? Um, you've heard of the Evian yeah, brand. You yeah, know what right. that really spelled backward? I, yeah, somebody's told me this. What is Naive. it? Naive. <laughs> Naive. You're right. Yeah, it's like really expensive <laughs> yeah. bottle. Oh, it's, the but it's, free. it's spring-fed from a mountain Of course it is, and, yeah. You know, my, I mean, mine's, my water's well-fed. You know, <laughs> pump it right out of the ground, you yeah. know. <laughs> So, uh, you know, John, the one thing I don't see on this list, which I think is probably the biggest money waster for the average person that they don't realize is depreciation. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, people don't realize it, but you buy a $50,000 car, you drive it four years, it depreciates like $8,000 in the first year. Yeah, right. You know, and then people go and sell it and they just make a payment. They're making their payments. They don't really pay attention to it. All they pay attention to is the payment. And uh, they waste an incredible amount of money on that. It's one of the worst. It, it it destroys wealth. It does not build wealth. Right. It destroys it. And those yeah. are the that's the big one. And and these are these are like from the eyes of people out here that don't really understand maybe all the you know ins and outs of finances. But you know from our perspective, we look at somebody's balance sheet and mm-hmm. we say, wow, you know, you got this second home, you know, that you're spending a ton of money on or. Right. You know, these brand new cars you're making huge payments on or these credit card balances, you know, or these student loan interest mm-hmm. and things that <clears throat> really are huge items. And uh, so you need to pay attention to the big items as well as these small items they have listed here. Um, so if you find yourself, you know, wasting a lot of money here, I mean, there's some things that you, you can change. And uh, we'd really recommend you, you get a good budget, go to Financial Peace University class. Mm-hmm. Um, just make sure that you're looking at all the things out there um, that you waste money on, and you got to be willing to change. Yeah, it's really right? being uh, aware, right, and being intentional. Um, Absolutely. You know, we, when, when uh, we started going through the FPU class, we did it probably 12 years ago now, um, we would, with two young kids, we would go out to, to dinner, but we would, um, we'd go to a Mexican restaurant and have a lot of chips and salsa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You can get in and out of a Mexican oh, restaurant yeah. for like, you know, like 22 bucks. Oh, when know? my kids were small, we used to go to Ryan's Steakhouse, yeah. you know, and I had it figured out, man. I would buy like the, the cheapest thing on the menu, a hamburger, and then I'd get like for another dollar ninety nine, I'd get the food bar and I'd get to go to the food bar and I'd just load up, man. We would like get out of there for like 15 bucks for our entire family or some crazy number. That's the reason why that place closed down. I yeah, think, we, right? we ran them out of business. 
business back then. That and CC's Pizza, I think, were like the yep. two places. So uh, when we had small kids, man, we would wear it out. Okay, um, this leads us up to our last item, and that is the prescription of the week. Yeah, so um, we talked about this a couple weeks ago um, as one of the items on our uh, segments. But if you go to repairpal.com, it's a uh, car repair uh, estimator. And uh, I just went through, and we have a uh, 2007, so you have to put the year in, uh, Chevy Suburban. So they ask you what type of vehicle, and you put a zip code in. And then they have you. They have different types of repairs, and so I put in brake pad replacement, mm-hmm. and it uh, gave me uh, about a three hundred and fifty to four hundred and fifty dollar cost for that vehicle. And then it actually listed five firms, five companies that would honor that quote. Oh, so you can put your vehicle in and kind of get an idea of um, how much it's going to cost. Yeah, and then uh, mm-hmm. some places that can fix it. Get some leads of where yeah. to go fix it. Yeah, that's a great idea. Repairpal.com. I like that because so many people, you know, when they take their car to get it fixed, they have no idea. Yeah. you know, and and they can, you know, I mean, a car, you know, there's some unscrupulous people out there that can really overcharge you for repairing your cars. Right. So this gives you a starting point. Gives yes. you a place to go. Yep. To figure out, okay, this is what I got to have done. You know, water pump replaced or something. Repairpal.com. Yeah, it's good. Give you a good great, resource. Great resource for for getting your car fixed. Great idea. All right, and that brings us to a close for this week's edition of Money MD. Tune in next week to hear more prescriptions for your financial health. Check us out on our website, MoneyMD.net. Email us your questions at info at MoneyMD.net, or give us a call at Richard Young Associates at seven zero six seven three nine. 0725. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of the week. Have a good one. This program contains general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. This broadcast is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. SmartVestor Pro is not connected to investment returns. Further information is available by contacting Richard Young Associates, a registered investment advisor. 